Welcome back to episode 20 of Across the Middle Podcast. Bob, you're here again. Are you ever going to leave? I sure hope not. <laughs> I'm never going to give you up. Yeah. I'm never going to let you down. Mm. And then joining us also again, who I just saw not too long ago, Stephen. Welcome back. Yeah. It's good to be here. Uh, today we are going to be discussing top 10 running backs, similar to last week. If you had a running back for the upcoming season, who do you want and why? And last week, I think it made sense to go one to 10. Do you guys still think it makes sense to go that way? No, or? I don't. I think you we want- got to go 10 to one. With yeah, I do backs. too. With I running backs, it's a little bit more questionable. With quarterbacks, it was uh, pretty explainable to have you know Mahomes, Brady, Rogers, top three. So it, I think it does make sense to go from ten to one. Yeah, cool. without a doubt. Right, Perfect, do Stephen. Why don't you kick us off? You're the Wait, guest. Whoa, 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 oh, whoa, 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 whoa. A trivia question? Oh, trivia. Yeah, I didn't know you prepared another one. Amazing. Hit, hit uh, me. Yeah, no days off, buddy. Okay, what you got? Uh, this one's going to be a little different. It's not a single answer, but uh, three answers. And it's it'll be easier because the pool of teams to pick from is smaller. Um, but uh, since the Super Bowl era, there have been uh, three teams that have only won three Super Bowls. Can you name them? Okay. Only three. Only three, yeah, only three. So obviously, teams that have won more than three are excluded. These three teams have only won three Super Bowls. Can you name the three teams? Washington Redskins, New York Giants, and that last one's going to get me. Um, Baltimore Ravens. Uh, one of those answers is correct. Okay, I'm guessing the Ravens. I'm going to guess. You want to know? Okay. Yeah. Which one was right? Are you I'll, we gotta I'll, get... let him, I'll let him finish. I'll okay. Ravens, Seahawks, and the Rams, St. Louis Rams. Um, so none of those were right for Hooper. <gasps> What? The one that you got right was Washington has three. Okay, and my new guess after that is... Oh, no, we don't guess yet. Okay, okay. We'll guess later. All right. Yeah. All right, so I'll start us off. Top 10 running backs. My Top 10. 10. I did an honorable mention. Well, let me tell you how my... Let me do this quick because I know we're pressed for time. I did the same offensive line for all these guys. I just need you for one season, and I took into account everything, and I'll explain that as why did, I picked did you, people. Did you add rookies? No, I do not have a rookie on this list. Same. So I my first either. my first one, I did an honorable mention at 10, and this is just kind of – I actually picked two because it was 10. But I would go with this criteria. I'll, I'll give it to this person. I would do Adrian Peterson. At number 10? Yep. I need him for one season. For, for, for one whole season? One whole season. He 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 rushes for 800 yards in Detroit. He goes plays in Washington, rushes for a thousand yards. I need him for one season. That's all I need him for. I would still pick Adrian Peterson. That is wild. Did he just get a knee uh, transplant? Did he just get his knees? I'm making that up because he's old as dirt. Um, okay, so 
there's no wrong answers, but that one's a wrong answer. <laughs> All those fantasy championships, Bob. Well, I can't wait to hear yours. Uh, that's AP, fair. AP is an interesting pick at this age. Um, I don't love it, um, but it's. I guess it's not the worst. In his prime, yes, absolutely. Um, but he is a monster. And he rushed. He rushed for. He rushed for almost eight or nine hundred yards. Not even starting the full season in Washington in two thousand nineteen. Over a thousand in two thousand eighteen. Last year, whatever he was doing in Detroit, which Detroit's got awful, he still put up six hundred yards and seven touchdowns. I just need him for one year. Same offensive line for everybody. I think he could put up a thousand yards, and I'll take the veteran aspect of it. I love it. It's a contrarian take, and I appreciate those. Bob, what you got? Uh, I did Josh Jacobs was my 10. Okay, good pick. Thanks. <laughs> uh, he's just <laughs> he's a he's rock solid, but he's not I don't think he's necessarily great at anything. I actually think the thing that he's probably best at is receiving and they don't utilize him that well in uh, uh, Vegas as far as his receiving aspect. So he doesn't really get a chance to showcase that. He often just uh, runs right into the back of some some offensive linemen he does a little inside zone and gets three yards in a cloud of dust it's pretty old school uh, but i do think he's pretty good reliable uh every down back i like what do you, what do you think about them bringing in uh drake i think from a fantasy uh football aspect it's it's a little scary because yeah. you know the last two years drake's had uh had an influence on you know getting a lot of carries and taking away volume um i think jones is or excuse me i think josh jacobs is a lot better of a running back so it shouldn't affect him but i could certainly see it affecting him yeah i wonder if it speaks to their confidence though at all with jacobs i didn't have him in my top 10 he was a fringe guy for me but not somebody who made the cut um my my 10th running back on this list for this upcoming season was deandre swift uh, I think he showed a lot last year and his college pedigree was really, really solid. Uh, I think he's going to be a, a good running back who can do it all. And I love those type of running backs for an NFL team, uh, a guy who's on the field and you don't know if it's going to be a run or a pass because he can pass block, he can catch, he can also run the ball very well, uh, I think is uh, a safe pick. And I'm interested to see if you guys had Swift in your top 10. Um, since I went 10, I'll, I'll go ahead on the wrap. And my next pick is Austin Eckler, who someone who's, who's not as old as you think he is. I think I remember looking, he's like 25, uh, but he feels like he's been in the league for a very, very long time. And he is an incredible running back who is undersized, but has great hands. He can run up the middle as well. Uh, the only concern there would be injuries. So I'd want a good backup. Uh, I guess I'll stick in the middle this whole time. Uh, I also had Eckler at nine. You did? Yeah. I Good. I think he's the most underrated running back in the NFL. Yeah, he is. I know we're making this list, uh, and he made nine, but I don't think he'd make top ten in most people's lists. Uh, I I just think because he plays for the Chargers, you just don't hear enough about him. If he played for the, like a big-name team. Yeah people would love him he'd sell a lot more jerseys yeah he was a he was a guy who had, if i recall he wasn't drafted undrafted free agent 
who kind of just played his way onto the field, and he's been solid for them. I, I like him a lot, uh, especially with all he can do. Steven, who's your ninth? You I got Frank, to... Frank Gore? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I will to answer both of yours, because like I said, uh-huh. we'll get to the better part. I don't have either of your picks on my okay. list so far. There we um, go. reason I don't have Austin Eckler, never had a, over – 557 yards rushing the season. He is a good pass catcher out of the backfield, but we're not going to put James White on this list, are we? No. And as for Josh Jacobs, Jacobs, he could have been my 10th. Two seasons so far, 1,000 yards in each, just wasn't on my list. But um, And DeAndre Swift only had like 500 yards, give or take, last year. Does he have potential? Yes, but it's still in my world yet to be seen. But um, my ninth was Saquon Barkley. Um, I love what he wow. did his first two his first two years, and I know he got hurt last year, and that also was in my criteria, like backs that are young that already have missed a season for injury, which will come later on. But his first year, he came out the gate, uh, rushed for thirteen hundred yards, had ninety one receptions, and averaged five yards a carry with New York Giants, which. You know, they had a really Daniel Jones at quarterback that year. So I like what they did because he was always playing against eight in the box. But he did digress his second year, which most running backs do, which like DeAndre or uh, Swift, Swift this year, yep. do the same thing. And it, what would it be a digress for him from 500 yards? But because he got hurt last year, he only got 19 attempts. I think it was the first or second game. I don't remember, but I would put him at nine because I do think he's a freak athlete and I have seen what he's done with a crappy team. I definitely have Barkley a lot higher, um, but we'll get there. Bob? Oh, no, Stephen, you, you wrap yeah, it. No, so, hit so hit us around. with that eight. <laughs> Drop eight. the bars, baby. I did, and um, this one was another one that was hard, but I did Joe Mixon. And my reasoning behind that. You love I, Joe Mixon. I do. He's st- he's still young, 24. I need him for one season. Um, <laughs> his first year, he split carries, and he got 600 yards you know, as a rookie. Yeah. And then the next two years, both times Cincinnati's team was atrocious since they got the number one pick and he still averaged over four yards a carry. Um, a lot of times playing eight in the box last year, he got hurt, but I think they will be better this year. I think they'll utilize some more this year, but in terms of athleticism, which him and Barkley, I think are probably the two, you know, most cut athletic looking running backs in the league, but I would do Joe Mixon. I like his size. I like his speed, but you know, he still, you know, last year Cincinnati was terrible. The year before they were even worse. So I think this will be – we do this list next year at this time. He could either be in the top five or if I even had to go to the top 20, he might not even be in the top 15. So making a bit of a projection, you are. Yes, but he still has 2,000-yard seasons, played half his rookie year. Last year he was fighting injuries, and like I said, Cincinnati's, you know, been a bad team. It's been one of the worst teams in the league easily. I do like Mixon, uh, but for me, he wasn't a top 10 guy. Bob, was he on your list? He, he's he's fringe top 10 for me. He, he was definitely in consideration. because I Same. It, I think talent-wise, he might actually be deserving of being on this list. But because Cincinnati's been so bad and he's had no offensive line you know, in front of him in terms of what he's had to deal with at, in Cincinnati, it's it, you don't see the production that like goes, oh, yeah, I was right. His talent is there. It's, so it's like, uh, is he as good as my eyes are telling me he is? Because his stats don't always back it up. And so yeah. I, I was hesitant to put him on this list. But I 
I, I do actually think he's probably one of the best 10 runners in the league. So maybe he should be on this list, but he's not for me. Well, who do you have at eight? At eight, I, I have Kareem Hunt. Okay. I, that, that's, that's a, a, a homer pick. I, I actually think he's one of the best. Uh, he might. It's hard because he's splitting time right now with Nick Chubb, but when yeah. he was in Kansas City before that, he, he had the rushing title. Like, it's just because he, you know, was a convict, you know, did, did mm. some bad stuff. And mm-hmm. then uh, now we'll he's past that. Yeah, we're splitting time that he's not higher on your guys' list. But I actually think that's probably low. And only because he's splitting time, you don't put him higher. Well, I don't even have him top 10. And I, I, I bet Steve does. No, I don't. Um, he's His first year, yeah, he was great. I He was on my fantasy team. I loved him. Second year, he was on another pace for a great year. But I think he was part of the system with Andy Reid's system because, and you talk about split in time, um, Edwards, the running back they had last year, was the sixth best running back as a rookie until they signed Le'Veon Bell. And then his production went down drastically because he started splitting time. But as for that, I mean, you're looking at a running back with, what's he got, 800 yards last year, 38 receptions. And the year before that, you know, he barely played. Just not enough to be on a top 10 list for me. He had yeah, one. But he had, you gotta you gotta look at his per carry. His per touch is is right four, up there, top three. Four point two yards on rushing. I mean, I it's it's not. He had a great rookie year, and for all we know, that could be a one year wonder. Um, Hunt, Hunt was good when he was the starter. Um, I kind of forgot about him, but he's not somebody I would put on the top ten list. I'd much Fair rather enough. have Eckler over him and. The guys I do have. Uh, so with that said, I'll give you my eight, and that's Aaron Jones. Somebody who's just a, a solid all-around one-cut back who can catch. He's been nothing but great for Green Bay despite them taking A.J. Dillon in the second round last year, which was very, very, very questionable. Uh, he says he's a guy I would absolutely love to have on my team for a running back. Um, then my next pick is Zeke. I have Zeke at seven. Um the, the reason I have Zeke not higher, because I would imagine you guys probably have him a little bit higher, unless you do have the same range, is he seems like he's kind of slowing down and getting a little bit bigger. And I, I like my running backs to be a little bit thinner than his build. Um, but he's good at breaking tackles. He's really, really shifty for a bigger guy. And he has good hands as well. Not great. I have at number seven Ezekiel Elliott two okay yeah yeah so uh, i think that what he's shown last year was probably not a top 10 but he's had a pretty decent career if you take out last year he showed up uh pretty husky last he year did. Uh, i, don't, I didn't COVID, like it <laughs> the covid break was not great for him and he he had a uh, fumble big time last year uh he wasn't even the best ball carrier on his team last year in my opinion but Tony Pollard <clears throat> yeah um but I still think he's one of the top 10 running backs I think he gets in shape and you see the Zeke from the two years previously you'll be happy yeah he has a history of being a really 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 solid running back top three in the NFL so we had one bad season push him but pushes him back on my board but still high up Kind of remind me of James Harden, how just like the offseason got him a little husky. (laughs) 
Hopefully he gets back in shape. Steve, where are you at with seven? Seven, I went Aaron Jones. Oh, cool. We're close on Aaron Jones. I think he's gotten better. Um, it took him a little while to get going in Green Bay. Um, when he was kind of splitting time, his average carry was higher, but he broke out last year with, you know, 1,000 yards and 16 touchdowns. I think it's hard running in Green Bay, especially when it gets cold and playing in that division. Last year, he didn't really digress much. He's still, you know, 1,100 yards and nine touchdowns. He catches about 40 passes a year, and he's coming off being on a team with the league MVP who throws the ball, you know. So he yeah. doesn't run the ball probably much until the fourth quarter when they have a lead which there's something to be said about that because, you know, now the defense is tired. They've been chasing the pass the whole game. So that does, you know, help. But I have him at number seven. Love it. I uh, I do not have him on my list. You don't have Aaron Jones on your I, list? You I forgot about is, him. You forgot about him. He's, he, he has Kareem. He's a product. He I has think Kareem he's a product on. of that offense. I, I actually don't think he's that talented of a runner. Wow. I think – I love watching I, him I think run. he's – He's one of my favorite running backs. Yeah, that's because there's six in the box because there's Aaron Rodgers behind center. He looks like he runs with wheels. He reminds me a little bit of like Dalvin Cook. Like I don't know. His legs I, just churn. Recency bias. He he blew it in that playoff game against oh, Tampa stop. Bay. Oh stop. Two fumbles. Two okay. fumbles? That's All right. not a great game. No, uh, Steve, what do you got for six? It. For six, I have Alvin Kamara. And oh good. I'm close. Yeah, I have him at six because it is running back. And he has not rushed for a thousand yards. Last year was his closest at, you know, 932 yards. He averaged five yards a carry, 16 touchdowns. What, a fourth of them came in one game? Or was it even more than that? I think six came in one game. Hmm. But he brings, they use him so much out of the backfield. He's averaged probably 82 catches a season every year, which is a lot. And, plus the touchdowns that go with that. Um, He's probably, in my opinion, the most versatile running back in the league, like that you could put out in the slot or swing or do screens or, you know, just hand it to him right up the middle and let him, you know, make some people miss. Um, He was great in Tennessee, and he's performed every year he's played. And he's somebody that, like, as a defense coordinator, I'd be like, how are we going to stop this guy every game? Does he put up the amazing numbers running the ball? No, but he's still up there with, you know, a high average per carry. And like I said, him out of the backfield, I think he's the best in the league at it. Are you nervous at all uh, with them missing Drew Brees in terms of like how much of that was actually Drew Brees in the scheme? Last year, I think, was his best year, and no, Drew Brees was terrible last year. Good point. Good counterpoint. Okay. Bob, you're up at five or six. Six, I have uh, Saquon Barkley. Okay. I know we already talked about him a little bit. I think talent-wise, he's one of the most talented, but he hasn't exactly – I mean, he had a great rookie year, but I don't know. He's, it's tough. He's not dealing with a great offense, and so it's, it's not been easy for him. We'll, we'll see if he comes back healthy and has a great year, but yeah, I don't know. He's six. Interesting. Okay, my sixth is Nick Chubb, a running back who I really like. Hated out of college. I, I was, I'll be wrong about him. I was like, this guy's not going to become anything too special. And he's been a top 10 back ever since. And he's one of the old school true running backs in the NFL who I typically don't like. I'll be transparent about that. I told you guys I like skinnier, more receiver, receiving type running backs. And Chubb is a guy who's more old school, but damn, is he good. Um, 
but can we fix the face mask please it just it's too long i don't know if you guys noticed that but on his helmet the face <laughs> mask is way too long it looks like one that was given to me when i was at pop warner i got like last choice um my he's next fishing he's fishing for uh personal fouls sure alvin kamara was my second or my fifth pit running back overall who uh, I we talked about a little bit, but he can do everything. And my gosh, is he a playmaker? He's one of those cool running backs that you see once every 10 years who could line up at receiver and catch 100 balls, get 1,000 yards receiving. Uh, He's just damn good, and he's big at running back. He's everything that Cordell Patterson wished he was, Yeah, going to the same school at Tennessee. So that's my fifth. Bob, where Mm -hmm. are you at? My number five was Nick Chubb. Okay. We just reversed him. Yeah. We fl- well, no, no, because I don't, I haven't uh, said Kamara yet. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> yeah. Nick Chubb's number five. Um, all these guys are pretty good, but, but it, especially these top six or seven for me. Yeah. He's just, he's in that top tier. I love him. Uh, Steve? We got, is this a fifth? Five. You're going five and four. Okay. Well, I have Dalvin Cook at five. Wow. And I think he, you know, he had his, he rushed for 1,500 yards last year, uh, 16 touchdowns, average of five yards a carry. I mean, it's just explosive up the middle, was a very heavy part of Minnesota's offense, obviously. And the year before, he kind of broke out too with, you know, 1,100 yards, 13 touchdowns. I mean, he's not, coming out and and a lot of his touchdowns are from inside the red zone they're not just goal line handoffs you know they get inside the red zone it's like we're gonna run it three times with him you know and it's you know five yards then a six yard touchdown if they start on the 11 or you know and he's gotten better every year and i would like i said my criteria is based off injury based off a lot of stuff um and how he's gotten better i think he's gotten over the injury I think he would have had another good season with them, but uh, I have Dalvin Cook at five. I think he's got another two, three solid seasons ahead. I absolutely loved him in college for Florida State. He was unbelievable for us, and I think he's one of the best running backs in the league, hand down. And now I got four, two. You do? All right. My fourth was Christian McCaffrey. Wow. I'm, I'm jacked to see you here at two. I told you my list. I'm, it's one year. Um, he got hurt last year, and like I said, it's the same offensive line for everybody. It's the same offense for everybody. Um, I love him. Trust me, he's just like the coolest player to me in the NFL. I would love to have him in fantasy. I just so much about him is awesome. Mm-hmm. But I have him on this list. He is an amazing pass catcher, and he did rush for 1,300 yards last year. 15 touchdowns, but then he missed the whole year after. So it's like, you know, people get film on you on your best years. How do you come back after that? Right. And him getting hurt last year, he was on pace for probably another great season, but it was a weird year. But like I said, I I mean, I still have him up here high as four from what he's done, but you know, he's got two seasons where he's only got about 600 yards and then he's got two seasons of over a thousand, but you know, Josh Jacobs has two years over a thousand. Do I think he's better than Josh Jacobs? Absolutely. I mean, he's still fourth on my list. And that's because he catches over 100 balls a game. I mean, a season. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting the sense you don't like receiving backs that much. It's the game's changing, but, you know, he's only, like I said, this it, I just need one running back for one season. That's how I made this list. 
I love it. Uh, Bob, four. Uh, four was Christian McCaffrey for me. You both are crazy. I, I, I really like him. Crazy. I really like him. Um, but I, I think most of his good years were when Cam Newton was great. And it was the same type of thing we see with uh, Lamar Jackson, where because he's a runner, he makes it so much easier for the running back to have extra lanes to pick. And so I, I don't know. I Let me see it when he's got a, you know more of a pocket guy behind him or, you know, handing him off. Yep. Uh, my four is Dalvin Cook, who we talked about already, but he's a running back who is just so damn fun to watch. I'd be happy as a Vikings fan to have him. He was great in college when I was at Florida State watching him. He's even better in the NFL. And he's a, a guy who's going to give you solid numbers year in, year out. My number three is Saquon Barkley, who you both already took because you both are crazy. <laughs> he's, he's the most talented running back in the NFL. He's, he's only played incredible at he's everything. He's only done two seasons, though. Running backs, That's running fit. backs come and go. He's got fresh legs. He's got fresh legs for this uh-uh. upcoming season. Uh-uh. He's just, got IR legs. Well, yeah. Okay, well, the legs are a little damaged. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think, I, I think people bounce back to injuries pretty well. Uh, I'm not too concerned about his his ACL. I am this year. I'm not. I'm not this year. I think he's going to be great. That's my number three, Bob. My number three was Dalvin Cook. I think. Uh, okay. I think he's. He doesn't necessarily do anything exceptionally. I don't think he's like. Oh, if you were building a running back in a lab and you said, okay, who's the best at this, 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 and you listed off a set of skills. I don't. I don't think he'd be number one at any of them, but. He, he just always seems to break off long runs. Like he always just, there's no arm tackles that bring this guy down. I think he's, he's extremely tough. He runs hard. I'm not saying he's beast mode, but he might be the closest thing we have he's, right now. He's fast beast mode. <laughs> he's not that fast. He's yeast mode. Yeah. <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, gosh, we'll edit that out. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, that's my Steve, number three. Who's your three? My three is Nick Chubb. I knew it. I knew you were going to go Nick Chubb. And so love Nick, these backs. Oh my gosh. So, well, it's a running back. So Nick, <laughs> Nick, Nick, Nick it's Chubb. Right there in the name. Yeah, Nick Chubb did have to split time last year, and I think I like what Cleveland did, and I think a lot of teams are going this way with two backs that are very good, which will come up later. But um, he had 190 carries. Uh. Barely got over a thousand yards, but he, if you combine him and Kareem Hunt, you got the league MVP easily. He had 12 touchdowns. He's not a big pass catcher out of the backfield, but I think the year before when he rushed for almost 1,500 yards, still five, he's averaged five yards a carry his entire career yeah, so far great. in three years. And he hasn't missed any time yet. No injuries. Think about all these people on this list. You guys have, have already missed a full season for injuries. I put that into my consideration. He's had eight touchdowns, two years, and 12. He caught more last year, but I think they see him as such a valuable asset that last year getting Kareem Hunt's just like, hey, we don't have to run him into the ground his first contract. If he's this good, take some of the load off of him, get another good back out there, and then when they sign him to a long-term deal, he's not already washed up because that is coming. He is going to have to get paid. He's always had a, a number two running back on his team who's been really good too. He had Sony Michelle in college. Uh, and Georgia typically will always split carries anyways to 
get some fresh legs, but I like Nick Chubb a lot. I had him, I had him at six, but I can't argue the fact that he's at three with you. Okay, and now my number two is Derrick Henry. Mm. Derrick Henry, he started off slow, and he is, trust me, he's another one I freaking love. He's a freaking Pepsi machine. You have machine. at one. I do. I don't claim <laughs> I'll, I'll explain. Oh that. my gosh! I'll explain that because yes. it took a lot of it took a lot of thinking for that. But Derrick Henry, I got him at two. First two seasons, I don't know why he didn't play. I don't know if it's coaching. I don't know if it's just stupid. You stupid. look at him, and it's just like, why was he not running the ball for you guys? Because as soon as he broke out in that uh, game against Jacksonville, where he literally was just throwing players, um, awesome. He he hasn't yeah he hasn't stopped since. He's rushed for a thousand yards that half that season. Then uh, 2019, 1,516 touchdowns. And then last year, you can't ignore a historic season of 2,000 yards and 17 touchdowns. I mean, I think he played soft in the playoff game because he was beat up. But if I need one a back for one year, like I said, his, his rookie year, he only had 490 yards. And, he, and then his second year, he only had 744. Why weren't they playing him? Is he not smart? Was he not playing well? Did he need to mature? I don't know. But, I mean, I it, it puzzles me. I drafted him as a rookie, I'm pretty sure, because I wanted him. <laughs> I, I just, thought it was going to be a bust. You're like, bust. <laughs> yes, and I, but Eventually. looking at a picture of him next to Mark Ingram, I was like, holy crap. He is jacked. He is big. He, I mean, I would be terrified if I was a DB and all of a sudden coming around the corner was him with a full head of steam. And I'm, you know, I'm 5'11", 190, and here comes this Pepsi machine with a full tank, full throttle. I mean, he, uh, he, he, he is so much a, fun. Who's that horse next to the football player? <laughs> yeah. But I have Derrick Henry, too. Like I said, can't take away what he did last season. I do not like how he played in the playoff game. I don't know if it was coaching, but he's had an amazing last three years. Why his first two years weren't good, I don't know. No, but you're getting him next year, not the first two. Um, yeah. My number two is Christian. Whoa, 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 oh. whoa. What happened? <laughs> oh, did I skip Bob? Go, go ahead. No, you go. Already so sorry. No, no, no. You've already revealed it. There's Christian no. McCaffrey's my number two. I'll All let right. you go number two next, and I'll I'll do one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Christian McCaffrey, who we spoke about already. Uh, I, I like running backs who he's lined up. You have no idea what's going to happen, and he is one of those guys. And he's undersized for a guy who's pretty produces as much as he does and plays as much as he does. So I, I I'd say if anything, I'm a little bit concerned that he will make it a full season uh, this upcoming season. But overall, I mean, if he's on the field, he he's up there with Barkley as the best, most best and most talented running back. I, I agree that he is extremely talented. I, I, I still think he's just an okay runner and he's elite the best in the biz like at every other aspect like his receiving skills out of this world isn't that good though at a, at a running back no if, i love if you have it. a running back who's like we don't know if it's gonna be a passing down or a running down like that's that's great i yeah i love it that's why okay. he's in the top top 10 list yeah but you had him at like three or four yeah i had him at four okay i don't love but, i don't love that for you but i honestly think the top my top seven are in the same exact tier. Okay. Yeah, that's that's pretty fair. They all have different skill sets. But they're they're all like, yeah, they're all RB1s, elite guys. Okay, so who's your number two? 
Alvin Kamara. Yeah. You would rather have Alvin Kamara over Christian McCaffrey. Oh. Yeah, I think I like Alvin Kamara's game better. I love it. I think they have the same type of game, and I think Kamara's better. Okay. Interesting. Uh, my number one running back, who Bob and I have the same number one, Steve had yeah. at number two, Derrick Henry. I mean, oh, not Clyde Edwards Hilaire? Oh, shoot. Oh, that's kidding. right. <laughs> Clyde. <laughs> we oh. still believe in you, Clyde. <laughs> yeah, Hold right. on. Some sirens are going. Bob, talk about Henry really quick. Um, yeah, he's he's just a bruiser. Um, he's he's one of those guys. They they built the offense kind of around him for two seasons. And uh, yeah, it worked. You, you don't see that in today's NFL. He's he's just a freak. No, to rush for two thousand yards in this in this, in this NFL after a fifteen hundred yard season and a thousand yard season before that, like you said, it's they've built the NFL or they built the Titans around him, and I think that's him being on the field, him just in the open field. He's somebody people fear, and he's someone that'll wear on you. And like you said, uh, good teams can be you can build a team around a running game. With him, I, with I him. would actually say if you're building an a team, you know, and Derrick Henry's your running back and you're building your offense around Derrick Henry, you are guaranteed to make the playoffs and you're guaranteed to never win a Super Bowl. Yeah, I agree with that. I'd, I'd want more talent. Um, you you shouldn't build around a running back. He's yeah, the best shouldn't. one, but he still Don't shouldn't be it. built around. Don't do it. That's um, how I feel. It, it's kind of proof because the, t- the Titans have a good team. I mean, all their positions are average. They have an elite receiver and one of the best running backs. We have the best running back on our list, and quarterback who went to a fine university. Fine university. He's he's above average, and uh, they're never going to make the conference championship again, in my opinion. So yeah, I, they need to get younger on the defense, but that's not that's my opinion with the Titans. But they don't need. That's not the point of this list. So we're are, do we need to hear your number one Hoover? It's Derek. No, Henry. we both sorry. Some, Henry. some sirens so, went off, but I'm okay. Back. So so now back to my number one. Sure. Yeah. Please hit us with Elliot. Mr. All right, Zeke. so I went through. By the way, like really said, quick, if for people who don't know, and I'm sure all six of you who do listen do know that Steve's <laughs> a Cowboys fan. And and I hate it, and I hated putting him here, but I looked at everybody's <laughs> yeah. stats. I looked at everybody's stats, and I put it everything on the same playing field. And I'll, now I'll, I, I could have easily had him six. And trust me, I do not like the contract we signed him to. But I have one year, same offensive line for everybody. And the reason I have him over Derrick Henry is he's a better pass catcher out of the backfield. You look at you look at Zeke. He's been in the league since 16, 1600 yards his first year. Next year missed what five games because of the uh, abuse charge or whatever. Still had 900 yards on the season. Next year after that, he had 1400 yards. Year after that, he had 1300 yards. Last year splitting time with Tony Pollard and with an atrocious offensive line, a different quarterback every game for a while. He still rushed for almost a thousand yards and six touchdowns. And I guarantee you during this, as soon as Dak got hurt, it was eight in the box every time. And he still had 52 receptions. He He's had a, a season of 77. You look at what he's done over the last five years. Barkley's already missed the season. Dalvin Cook's already missed the season. Zeke has had so many carries and he is still trucking. Never rushed for over under 900 yards in a season ever. Never caught under what? He had 26 catches, but averages probably around 50 receptions a year. Trust me, I hate the contract we signed him to. 
But if I looking at someone and what they've done for me for five years, and I have to judge that for my sixth, it's Elliot hundred percent. All these other backs have a season where it's like, Oh, they had 400 yards. Uh, you know, they, Oh, they, they were on IR for half the year. Not Zeke. Never Zeke has under- been solid. Like he's been so consistent. I'll give you that. Yeah. Never under nine. I love yards. And like, and in the, the one year he had to miss the games because he was suspended. He still almost rushed for a thousand yards that year. And last year, everyone says Dallas has a great offensive line. Last year was terrible. Zach Martin uh, was hurt. Travis Frederick's gone. Collins was always out. Tyrone Smith was always out with his back problems. I mean, and the, plus, was anyone scared of our passing game? We had a guy that was playing arena football play against the Steelers, and we were still almost won that game. And Steelers were undefeated at the time. We had to play yeah, the. We had to play for the Browns a couple times. Yeah, we had to. We had it. We had a tough. We had a tough schedule last year. We had to play the AFC North. You know, and we had to play the NFC West, I believe. So you have playoff teams in San Francisco, uh, Seattle, the Browns, the uh, Steelers, the Ravens. I know our division sucked, but I mean we had a tough schedule. Yeah. But yeah, if, if I need someone for one season, same offensive line, he is. You Adrian look at what Peterson. He, yeah, you look what he's done for five seasons, and he's none of those seasons are below average. They're all well above average, and it's not. It was not even because he's Cowboys. You just Google all these guys' stats, and you'll see one season. Oh, what what the hell happened to Barkley this year? What happened to McCaffrey this year? What happened to Cook this year? What happened to uh, Hunt? Why did Hunt drop off? Zeke does no drop off since he's came in the league. That's fair. That is, that is why he's my number one. It has nothing to do with him being Cowboys. I okay. hate the con- I hate the contract. So Steve picked Zeke because he's a Cowboy. That that's good. And Bob yeah. picked uh, two two Browns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and right. here we are. Wait, Bob, trivia? Yeah, back to trivia. Okay. Um, yeah. So th- can you give us three. another hint? Um. Okay. Sure. No. 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 I don't want a hint. There's only 32 teams in the NFL. Okay, we yeah, got one. So, so you know, you I'm know that guess, the Washington football team was one of them. I'm gonna guess the, the other e- ones you guessed. Go the ahead. Eagles. No. <laughs> well, wait your ha- turn. Wait your turn. What were you gonna say, Steve? It is a no. So that's a mulligan. Start over. One Super Bowl win since the Super three. Bowl decade. No, three. three. You have to win three, mm-hmm. and yes. only three. Only three, yeah. Oh, I was trying to get one and only one. Huh. Okay. You got I'm Eagles, back. right? You got Seahawks, right? Yeah, oh, I was yeah. doing good there. Guys. Yeah, they, they both combined for two. Ravens have two. I, I think – can I go? Yeah, sure. I'm going to go Packers and – Um, I just had it. God, Packers and – I want to say Broncos. I was going to say Broncos, but I don't think that's it. Broncos. Are we locking those two in? Yes. One of them is correct. The Packers? No. The The Broncos. Broncos. The Broncos? The Washington football team and the Broncos both have three, and there's one other team with three Super Bowls. The Colts. No. They have two. Oh. Oh, so close. Dang. The Ra- the Raiders, the L.A. slash Oakland Raiders have three. There it is. Wow, nice job, well Steve. Done. You got yeah, two well of the done, three. Steven. 
I used to have a poster in my room that had all the Super Bowl tickets. It actually was really cool. So, and that was up till like 2005. So I used to look at them and, you know, I was close I, enough to. That is cool. I did know Steve was really good at this. That's why I chose this trivia question because he, uh, the Cowboys had the most Super Bowl wins for the longest time. And so he was keeping track of how far teams yeah. were behind him. <laughs> uh, now I've just given up. That's. Yeah. <laughs> they, I don't they've know. been surpassed. And <laughs> that, so uh, it's not as po- big a deal. That poster would not be in my room today. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't even care anymore as you rip it down. <laughs> yeah. I'm not updating. I'm not updating this anymore. Yes, the Patriots win, and <laughs> well, screw it. He's got the sharpie. <laughs> this, this, this Tim Brady guy is pretty good. Gosh, I hate him. All right, guys. How much time we got left? Oh, you don't want to give us your uh, your crazy take? My contrarian take of the week. Yeah, I'll give it to you. <laughs> That's Here what I've I'm, been waiting to hear for a while, goes. buddy. I don't know how much time we have left, but I'll give it to you. My contrarian take, Hoover's contrarian take of the week is. Sound guy will edit that in. NFL right. teams should not have nicknames. No, I'm kidding. I did that last week. <laughs> yeah, we can cancel the pod. Teams okay. should be incredibly more aggressive is my contrarian take. And here's, what, here's how I would lay it out. Be more specific, please. Yep. Go for two, Stephen. Are you playing something? He's trying to get his music. Thank hey, you. Cut that, cut that crap cut out. out. We got a guy. We pay a guy for that. Yeah. So teams should go for two every time. I don't care what the situation is. Go for two every time. Um, they teams are making last two seasons. They make around forty nine percent of their two point conversions, and sorry, forty seven percent, and they're kicking um, ninety something percent like 97 percent if you do the math it, it makes more sense to go for two than it, it doesn't uh, additionally if you practice a two-point conversion a hell of a lot more you, during the regular season your percentages will only go up and if you get that above 50 percent, you're winning uh, the second thing i like about it is you're trying good plays and plays that could be successful and kicking a 35 yard field goal is a crapshoot in my opinion so i think in terms of two-point conversions go for two every time. The other thing I would do is if I'm on my own 40, I would only go for two if it was less than three yards. If I'm in midfield or better, I'm going for, I'm go, sorry, I'm going for fourth down if I'm within five yards. And then when I'm within 40 yards of the being, being, being able to score a touchdown, I'm going for fourth down every single time, unless it's above 15 yards. So the analytic approach that's kind of slowly, extra slowly making its way into the NFL, the thing yeah. that Bill Belichick doesn't do. He doesn't. I, so the, the way I, I view a lot of this stuff is if I'm an opposing team. So let's let's imagine for a second the Steelers who ha, do have a little bit of this in them. The steel you're playing the Steelers, and the Steelers are a team who you know will go for two every single time. The Steelers are a team that you know will go for fourth down a ton depending on the situation as an opposing team, you're, you're scared of that situation because you know that you'll have to either go for two as well, which you're probably not as good at. Additionally, if you're on the defense and they're going for fourth down, there's the percentage of them making it and then being able to score seven points instead of three. Uh, I think it pushes teams into uncomfortable situations that they're not used to. And as a team who would, who hasn't really taken this on fully, I think if you were to do that, you're making teams take an extra step. Um, I, I have a take. Steven, do you want to go first? 
about the uh, going for two and all that stuff. I just think they keep. Are you they, even paying attention over there? Yes, I. The analytic approach and all that stuff. I think back to Hoover's extra point thing. It used to just be called the extra point, but now everyone wants to move the kickback. They want to go for two and all that stuff. I don't care what they do because I. What's fun about the NFL? Say the Packers are playing the Lions and the Packers go for two and miss it, and then the Packer or then the Lions are it's seven to six, and then it's. 14 to 13 or then 15 to 17. It's always fun just how the game progresses and what it comes down to at the end. Because at the end, you're either going to need a field goal, a touchdown, a two point, and that's really all that's going to matter. The game's going to progress as it does. Going for it on fourth down, people do it early in the game. People go for fake punts. The game's going to play out how it does differently every time. It really only matters where you're at in the last two minutes. I don't think there's an analytical answer for it. I think it's just everything situational. But if really quick to counterpoint that, if you're a team who will like, let's say a team goes out before the season starts and says, this is what we're doing. We are going to be an incredibly aggressive team. We're going for two every time. You don't think as an opposing team, that changes your thought process at all. Like you don't think you're just going to go in and well, let's just see how the game unfolds. Like I think it's putting teams in the extra work and more uncomfortable situations. Yeah, but you could go. The game could be like I said. It just depends how the game progresses out. Whoops! If you go for two every uh, game and you miss them all, and you got four touchdowns, and now you only got twenty-four points to their twenty-eight, and then you get to the, down to the thirty with two seconds left and no timeouts, it's like or one timeout. It's like well, now we got to throw a thirty-yard pass into the end zone, or we could have kicked a field goal and you know won it. Uh, it's so, just it's, so, the game. Statistically, so statistically, you're not going to miss four. Uh, you make forty-nine percent of them, so it's it's mathematically it's better to go for two every time but i mean but everyone's different you know then everyone's gonna start playing against it you don't score on every touchdown you know i mean or every red zone uh you don't score on every red zone visit because so i mean take field goals too much in my opinion i, That's I get three that points. i i think if you got I down th- there twice and you went for a touchdown both times i think you only a, made it once you score more points than kicking two field goals i think as a fan what you want is more exciting but I think the game's going to just play out the way it does regardless. And it's going to, there's always going to be moments where it comes down. I don't think anyone's going to be sitting there like with five minutes left in every game. Everyone's going to be like, there's no way we're catching these people because they've gone for it for two every time. We're so far in a hole. I think the games are always going to play out and it's always going to come down to the last two minutes like most of them do. And that's what makes the NFL exciting. Maybe. I, th- I think honestly, though, if I were a Patriots fan and the Dolphins came out and were like, we're doing this, I would be scared. I'd be, like, nervous to play the Dolphins because they're going to just go for a win every single time. Like, they're not playing conservative. That 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 does scare me as a fan of an opposing team. I think everyone would just adjust to it, be like, hey, they're not going to kick any field goals. So, you know, this is the defense we're going to – you know, this is what they generally run for the two-point play. This is the defense we're going to have out there. Bob, what's your thoughts? Oh, so first off, I, I agree with you, Hoover. I think they should go wow. for two every time. And I think that you should go for fourth. Anytime it, it's not obvious you shouldn't go for fourth, you should go for it on fourth. So if it's like fourth and seven and you're on your 30, you can kick a yeah, field you goal. Punt. You should – no, you're 30. You punt. Sorry, sorry. You're about to score. You're on their 30. On their 30? Yeah, fourth and seven, I'd probably kick a field goal. See, I'm saying go for it. If it's if it's fourth and five or like, that's so tough. Uh, I think if I, you should go for it as much as you want, or as, as long as you're 
with on there. For Obviously, you. I'm talking zero zero game, like, and we're not talking situationally. We're talking like just as a as a general rule. Like, there's no, you know, it's the first quarter, zero zero, first drive, fourth and seven. The opposing team's thirty. What do you do? Like, not oh, you're down three, so obviously you should try to kick a field goal there. But, like, even if you're down three, I'm saying go for it. Um, here, here's the thing. I, what if you're up to. three? Go for it. What if you're up six? Go, always go for it. Always go for it because we're talking eight points instead of three. What if that, it's, That's a big difference. What if the game's winding down? So you're already, you know, fourth quarter, under the two-minute. It's your last drive, probably. You're up six. Field goal puts you ahead two scores uh two scores i would kick a field goal that's, that's okay so not always go for it that's okay just so what, not always go for it that's what i just said everything is the game's gonna play out the way it does and it's gonna be situational yeah but you, you lead the way uh doesn't going, matter what I'm you gonna, do yeah but you're making it seem like well in the last two minutes let's see what happens and i'm saying yeah i know no no I, you open the game aggressive and then with the last two minutes if it makes mathematically more sense to kick a field goal obviously kick a field goal no what i'm right. saying is even if what i'm saying what i meant is the game's gonna play out the way it does say you go for it on two every time and you still find yourself you know up by six with you know however many left it's, you're still just up by six the other team may have gone for it for two every time i'm just saying i think from a fan point of view it's gonna be it'd be more exciting what you're saying but I think from a coach, well, I'm not talking about excite. I don't care. I'm just I'm talking about like as a fan who is watching my team play a team, I get nervous when they are way more aggressive. Like if 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 the Eagles, Stephen, uh, it was fourth and seven, and they're 30 yards away from scoring, and they said screw it, we're going for it. You are more concerned about that situation than them kicking a field goal. Well, you got to have faith in your defense too. You got to remember, you can, you can always stop them. And then it's like, oh, hey, our defense is really good. Go for it again. It keeps, keeps screwing you guys up. And all we got to do is kick field goals and win. Uh, I, I don't have that much faith in defenses in general. Like, I'm way more worried that they're going to get seven yards. And, the, and like you said, the Eagles, they came out with that Chip Kelly, no huddle, going to be quick offense. And everyone was, oh, God, this is going to be the NFL. They're going to figure you out in the NFL. They figured out the Wildcats. They had a great first season, no, by the way. They didn't. I don't think they made the playoffs that year. I have to look it up again. I remember them having a good first season. But, but bottom line is, it went one good season. They're going to figure it out. You have one good season going for it on two every time, and then everyone finds out how to stop you going for two. And then it, it just it, – it's always going to play out differently. That's the fun of the NFL and football. You never know, you know, where you're at with two minutes. I'm not saying if you go for it on two every time, you're always going to be in the same situation. But what I'm saying is, say you go for two and you get 50% of them, you know, yeah, you force the other team to get them. Well, what was if they get them? It's it's still going to come down to the end of the game. You know, you're going to make the smarter decision. It's always going to come down game ma- game management. Its result is always at the with the final score, and it's gonna. It doesn't matter how you get there. It's what the end result is. I think uh, how you get there is extremely important. I think that's kind of what we're talking about. Like you've got to like if if over the course of a season you you scored, I don't know what's a realistic number. 28 let's just call it let's no let's just call it 100 touchdowns over the course of a year because that's easy math and so that's 100 times you could either go for two or you could kick a field goal the numbers say if you went for two every single time you would score more points than if you kicked a field goal every single time yes so over the course of a season you will have scored more points if you go for two every single time that's what we're arguing yeah Yeah, but how many times are you are, are does your game plan then change 
because you're behind because during a game, you, it's one of those games where you say you've gone four times and you've missed all four, and now the other team's just running out the clock, so your complete your offense has completely changed because now you're trying to get a touchdown instead of a field goal to make it up. I'm just saying it's all going to be situational. Yeah. What what you're saying makes sense because this is why people have been so against doing this because there's a risk and when you don't get it you look like an idiot and you lost the game because of a decision but over the course of time you'll have statistically more times where you have scored more points because of going for two to where your game changed your game plan is going to be so much easier well, let's because just, you have that extra point then it will be your side. scenario Let's just go for onside kicks every time. More well, no, statistically, that that's the opposite. <laughs> going, going. There's for a big kicks. difference between getting the ball. On I get that, but I get I get the statistics. But if it becomes a norm, your statistics are going to change. It's not a norm. Yeah, right and I'm now. saying I'm saying they'll get better for you. I think if you practice something more, you'll get better at it. So rather than making 49% of your two point conversions, if you can even uptake that to 51%, we're talking, you know, five. 10 points a game over the course of the season or five, 10 points total over the course of the season. Um, that is a difference. Like I said, it's say it's a zero, zero game under five minutes and you go for two and miss it. And then the other team goes down there, you know, all they got to do is kick a field goal. Yeah. And then they're out. Yeah, but, but then you, th- then but what you, if you made it, then they yeah, got to go down. <laughs> that's the thing. And then do it, more. If you make it and then what are they going to do? You're putting teams in yeah. a situation where they have to, think that are as abnormal to what they typically do it's it's a contrarian take but it's also a contrarian thing to do in the nfl which is i think yeah. a smart thing to do most of the time right. let's I wrap I this up hoover, i don't know how that hoover is out. clearly for it steven is against it i will uh, sit atop the fence and say it depends on uh what what my offense looks like as a team if i have tua as a quarterback i am kicking a field goal every time ouch uh, and yeah, if I have Patrick Mahomes, I'd go for it every single time. So that's where I'm, I'm at. Not, I'm not against it. I'm just saying I want my coach to every, from the minute the game starts to be smart with every decision that's made, not just go in there saying we're going for two every time, no matter what. That's fair. Steve, do you want to say, uh, play that out music? <laughs> no, I was going to, for your take with your, uh, mascots, the Benny Hill theme, but okay. <laughs> well, I'm going to sign us off. This has been another great episode. Thanks for joining Steven. Bob. Always, always. Have a good week. See you yeah, next thank week. Thank you guys so much for listening. Have a good one.